Hi there, and welcome to the Skylight Books author reading series. You can find out about this and all of our author events at www.skylightbooks.com. At our website, you can also browse our inventory as well as order books online. And don't be afraid to follow us on Twitter or even be our friend at facebook.com. If you'd like to talk to a real person, we can be reached at 323-660-1175. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Now, yeah. Not only um, a fixture to the Los Feliz scene, in fact, the Vermont scene. Um, Steve Aby is a, a wonderful teacher, a, a giving a, a writer and artist who supports this bookstore and writers and artists all over the world, and the author of uh, The Bus, King Planet, and the wonderfully titled Great Balls of Flowers. So I'm going to turn it over to Steve now. Please help me welcome Steve Aby. you guys wow what a wonderful introduc inter inter introduction that was really wonderful that was nice yeah I mean the old skylight we go way back and uh, most of us at this little shindig do I gotta say these last couple years have been um, a coming of a full circle in a lot of ways because a lot of my contemporaries well my daughter was in um, King for the last three years and now my youngest is a sixth grader there so a lot of my friends from the community have had their kids going there at the same time, and such is the case today. And it's just, um, it's really just a beautiful thing to be a part of this kind of continuum. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity to teach at King. And um, hey, I'm lucky to have a job. You know, remember the battle of the stories, you know. All right, so. Anyway, today is, this is the 14th, I believe it's the 14th, annual Thomas Dark King Writers Club poetry reading at Skylight Books. And yay, let's hear it. And we have got a, a great group of poets, super committed, awesome kids. And we even have some alum. All right. And Marshall in the house. Excellent. Hey, all right, and my family showed up too. The rest of them, they're here. We stalled long enough. Um, this, um, this year's anthology is called It Burns, and um, <clears throat> we have uh, artwork done by Neil Yonga and Mavis Figgles, and we have the anthologies here on sale for five, five bucks. And um, of course, um, Frida, the poets, and immediate family members, and, which is pretty much everybody. <laughs> so that's how poetry readings are. All right, so enough about me. Um, I do got to say, I'm going to talk about, these, this is the only bookstore in the world that carries my work. Um, so this is where it is. If you have any interest in getting it at all, this is exactly where you have to get it. They have the King Planet, which is completely out of print. I have like 10 copies at home, and that's it. And Great Balls of Flowers just came out a year ago, and The Bus, which um, I brought some more copies for them. It's the life of the poet. All right, so I'm going to start off with a little poem. Trust me, little. It's not a long one. But I just like to break the ice of this experience myself, so it's kind of, you know, kids kind of first reading public 
Sunlight Pantoum. We are made of sunlight, dangles of the forever glow. We are illuminated bone. Love and wonder outright and upset. We are dangles of the forever glow. We may not know that, but we are that. We are love and wonder outright and upset. We are the yellingest bottles of bright rain. We may not know that, but we are that. Listen, the sun it moves through us. We are the yellingest bottles of bright rain. We bear the proud electric, draw the rising day. Listen, the sun, it moves through us. We are its bright fingers, healing each other's storms. We bear the proud electric, draw the rising day, undo the hammer, the lying chains. We are the sun's bright fingers, healing each other's storms. Cure our broken water, bring it to the day, undo the hammer, the lying chains. Our breath is made of sun. Cure our broken waters, bring them to the day. We hold the sunlight answer in this wound. Our breath is made of sun, we are lit clay, shaped by the brightest hand. We hold the sunlight answer in our wounds. We are all the same light, the only one light, shaped by the brightest hand. We are illuminated bones. Thank you. All right. All right, that's what I've been trying to tell you guys all year, man. We're just made out of sunlight. So, to begin, we're just going to go in the order of the book. And I'll do a little introduction for everybody. Yeah, you're going first, kiddo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the first poet. Um, this is her second year in Writers Club, and it's been a pleasure and a privilege to be part of your growth as a writer. And for real, growth is the word, because it's just you have just come on strong. She came in third place at our most recent Poetry Slam, which is a pretty hard-fought competition. So let's give it up for Annika Christie, an excellent, excellent writer. No, not Christie. I'm actually going to be reading one of the poems I won, um, I wrote, I read for the Poetry Slam. Okay, so, it's called Freedom. Be free. Be set free. Free yourself. Think free. Love free. See free. Live free. Escape the cycle. Release your thoughts, your emotions, and ideas. Release yourself, your hate, your love, your joy. Come out of the dark shadows and taste the bright sun. Discover, learn, create, live, thrive, and see. See the world around you. See it, question it, question everything. Walk down the street with pride. Be you. Be true. Be true to you. Break the cycle. Create your reality. Create. Skydive. Kayak. Surf. Bungee jump. Mountain climb. Dive. Dive into freedom and pure will. Breathe the breath of life. Feel the waves wash against you. Feel the wind pounding on your face. Feel everything around you. The force of the living, dead, and imaginary things. Break your cold-hearted chains and walk free. Live for you, your dreams, your hopes, your future, present and past. Face your fears and conquer them. If 
you are a hermit, come out of your shell. If you are a bee, come out of your hive. If you are a fish, come out of the water. If you are a bear, come out of your cave. If you are a child, come out of your crib. If you are a prisoner, come out of your cell. Be free. Be set free. Free yourself. Miss JB, it's two poems, right? Yeah, two. Okay, three, so. Three, my, two and three. Which one? Go for it. Let's hear it second. Okay. So my next poem is called Rage. I haven't read this yet for Poetry Slam, but I did turn it in. Okay, so. Rage. The tornado rips out the tree from the earth that is bonded together with raw roots. It shreds concrete structures like weak paper being ripped apart. The tornado is not stopping, but feeding off the lives of the wild urban jungle. Nothing can prevent this. Nothing stands a chance against this ferocious monster that destroys anything in its path. The tornado shows no mercy, no act of kindness, no love. It is a mad creature that should be locked in a dark cell that cannot be opened, but it will find a way. It is a murder of hope when a family loses everything. It is a murder of life when oh so many can't start over. The tornado is rage. The wild earthquake shakes our world with anger, enjoying every second of it. Buildings fall down to the deepest depths of the earth. People run with fear. It shows in their eyes and their soul. The world feels like it is slowly coming to the end, killing one innocent life in the split second. There isn't help coming. There isn't hope. There isn't life. People must try to move on, leaving behind friends, mothers, fathers, and children. Death swoops over like a hungry vulture, ready to feast. The earthquake is rage. Hurricanes drown so many souls. No one can escape its powerful waves. The hurricane holds you until there is no more life. Houses on the once beautiful shores are just now a pile of rubble, crushing people who are trapped without food, water, or air. People beg for mercy, but the crashing waves muscle their voices. The few survivors mourn, mourn their painful deaths. Many come to help, but they can't change the deaths that have been lost and claim for the sea, the ocean, the hurricane is rage. And for, I guess, my last and final poem, uh, okay. I'm going to read a happy one. Okay, so. <laughs> this one is called Perfect Silence. The golden horizon glows in the distance like a treasure discovered far beneath the earth. Purple and blue hues surround the treasure like guarding chains. The glorious sun hides behind the emerald mountains, hiding from evil, the evil in the world. Pale gray clouds overlap each other, spreading happiness and peace. The great tall pines gently move to the wind's will and sway each branch with grace. Children came out of fear and went into truth and freedom. They came out and seemed to praise the sky with amazed eyes and pure hearts. Together, as if one, they stared in perfect silence.
Nice job. All right. Next up. Did, is Neil here? I did not see him. He said he was going to come. He said he might come. Let's wait. All right, he's not. He's <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to, let me just mention one little thing. This event is kicking off our Arts Festival Week at Thomas Dark King Middle School. A gifted magnet. On Saturday, we have the arts show and um, <clears throat> film screening and talent show at the um, campus over there on um, Fountain. So if you guys are in doing anything Saturday morning from 10 to 2, come see some student artwork and some performances. And then um, on Sunday, <clears throat> there's the Thomas Dark King um, Film Festival and Animation Festival at the Vista Movie Theater in the morning from 10 to 12 or so. And that's, um, well, I'd, like I said, that's on Sunday. So that's what's going on this week. This is the beginning of our little arts festival week. Yeah. All right, so next up, a man who knows what he wants and wants what he knows right now, Mr. Jasper Farahawk, the one and the only. Only once, only once you must die. It is a pity you must live and die only once. How I hunger for your death many times over. I curse you. I curse all of you. You are the only cause for my suffering. You caused me to be like this. You caused my suffering. You caused me to end up in this deformed way. Putrid slime billowing out of my mouth. Gases of lust coming out of my nostrils. Once again, I curse all of you for the suffering I've undergone. But you can live and die only once. But I still lust for your death many times over. You think I content with your dead soul being dragged, dragged into the inferno's embrace? No, I am not content. I shall not be content until your body lies broken on the gates of hell's entrance. But even then, that shall not be enough to satisfy my, my need for your pain. You will burn. Burn eternally in the fires of all that is treacherous and evil. Demons from all realms of imagination and fear. I cast you to feet. I call you to feast upon these people who have given me pain, but even then, I am not satisfied. I curse you. I curse you all. So this is my second poem. <laughs> There is no hope left in the world, only pain, suffering, and chaos. The one, the one left in the world is lost, his soul ever lifting into the heavens where the gods of religion stand. Hope has died. There is no happiness left for us, only the corruption and fear he has wrought with his own hands of contempt. The fires of eternal light have left us to tend to the unforgiving dark of the world. We are surrounded in the night. Evil advancing every day into our hearts to corrupt our minds. No happiness is left in the world. No hope, 
no salvation, no retribution, only fear, corruption, evil, contempt, and chaos. Created, wrought, and born by the same makers of evil is the end. We shall all die worse deaths than you can even dream of imagining. All hope is lost. We are lost. I sing of the boundaries that surround me, and within those same boundaries, I see this endless eternity that is life. To grasp hold of that entity and envision the darkness that is the eternal, that is the unknown, is my infinite goal. But beyond these boundaries, I see many things. Light that surrounds the dark, dark that is closing in on the good. But beyond the unknown is the meaning of life and its many meanings. This is humanity's infinite goal, to, env to envision the dark and discover the area that is the undiscovered, to cast off the dark midnight fog that surrounds us and step back into the outside that is life and its eternal and infinite song, the song of evil and good. Light and dark, discovery, and the fog that surrounds the undiscovered. All right, good job. Nice work, Jasper. That was a really beautiful piece, that fog of the undiscovered. <clears throat> All right. Um, Yes, yeah. next up we have um, Andre Leon, but I don't think he's here either. He said he was going to be here. He said he was going to come late. What? It fell off. Yeah, I know. It's the binding. Cheap books. Five dollars. Um, <clears throat> all right, Andre's not here. Well, Andre's a great guy. Let's give it up for Andre. Yeah. No, I know. He just Andre's just discovered how to like s clap with with his wrists. You know this. Yeah, there you go. And uh, it's totally annoying. And he does it like all the time. Yeah, it's just like he has something wrong. So I've told him if you do that in class, dude, I'm sending you in the hall. I mean, I know it sounds a little irrational, but yeah, that's your hall is your friend. She's suffered. All right, so Andre's not here, but. What a writer that guy is. He did this thing about the milk carton that was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Well, maybe he'll show up later. All right, but who is here is another individual who I've had just a wonderful pleasure of teaching this year. Um, and just, you know, her work is, I mean, well, you'll, get, you'll see. Number five on our, well, actually, on the list here. But number three for tonight, Miran Choi. Miran. Um, Jasper needs water. <laughs> Tell Jasper to hold on. Okay. Um, You'll be okay. Um, Mr. Ivy, I'm sort of short for the... Well, you want me to pull it down? Okay. Pull it down. Uh, thanks. <laughs> okay, um, good, uh, good evening, everyone. Um, <laughs> uh, well, my first poem is called Memories Lost in Time, uh, something that I came up with a couple of um, months ago. 
Okay, the last cherry blossom petal falls gently to the ground, drifting gently in the winds of the past. Its sweet scent lost in the stench of death and agony, and its beauty lost forever in the sands of time. A mere person, weeping on a rainy day, one who showed no compassion, one who showed no care, now cries bitter tears of blood, in which those tears as their memories are lost in the rain. The notes from a journal now fly in the wind, carrying the heart and emotion of the person who confessed their soul to it. Knowing no bounds, showing no pain, the wind halts, sending the notes to, into the bottom of a lake, its message lost forever. A ribbon hangs helplessly on the branches of a dead tree, letting go of the pain and sorrow it has endured. The ribbon drops into the cliff below, meeting its unfortunate demise in silence. An old scarf, unraveling and turning to dust, sits motionless on a rock, its threads intertwined with regret and resentment, not able to cry, not able to remember, not able to be. A pile of old letters and diaries on, on a bookshelf, gathering dust as this message is dying away. Its words and content pr uh, printed with elegance and care, words that are now lost in time. On the table sits eyeglasses that are ravaged with dust and scratches, still holding on to the tears and scars of the past. Traces of tears that were left on the lenses are now cleaned away, disappearing from existence without, la without a last glance, without a last farewell. Um, okay. Um, uh, now this one is a is a poem that I just wrote um, like about two weeks ago. Um, I entered this for the poetry slam, but unfortunately I didn't get in. So uh, what else? whatever. Uh, <laughs> so um, here's my second poem, Shattered Trust, based on personal experience. So now you need me. After I've called your name until my throat was long beyond dry. Now, after I lose your trust, do you search for me? Only long after you have abandoned my friendship with you, do you dare call my name again with your wretched voice? Only for you to take advantage of my so-called trust again? Only for you to cause me the same pain I've endured while being your so-called friend? I made a horrible mistake ever trusting you and being your friend for the several years that I have known you. Why must you still call my name again and cause me the same agony you, as you did years back? After you accuse me, after you crush my feelings, after I beg you for forgiveness and mercy, after you have let me, left me to smolder in anger and rage, only after all that do you simply say my name once again without shame and without remembrance of what you did. Do you still have the same raw nerve to utter my name once again? After long years have passed since you thought and believed I, I was close friends with you. After all the times I was alone with nobody to console my anger to. After you make it so audible that you were avoiding me. And that you dragged some of my other friends into avoiding me too. Only after all that can you, uh, can you feel no regret in your actions. I admit, I never saw it coming. But I bet you were planning this the whole time I was blind of your, uh, of your uh, ambitions. While you were telling me lies to hide what you were behind ever since I first met you, now that we've grown apart and are going on our own ways, do you finally turn back and look at the shattered remains of my trust, something I've been looking back at forever, something that I've been hoping would disappear but never has? You finally turn your stubborn head in curiosity only to see the trail of bloody tears that I've put behind me a long while back. Only then do you see in horror that you've scarred me for eternity, a scar that will never be healed or forgotten for as long as I live. Then, only then, long after I've forgotten you, do you come back on your knees and brazenly apologize. Only long after you've left me, do you come to realize how hurtful you've been to me. 
to you it seems as though what you've done was seemingly nothing. As though it was just a small joke. Something you thought would humor me. You are far off. Your apologies mean nothing. Up until now you've viewed me as a weakling. Somebody who forgives everyone for everything. Someone who is too afraid to, and too much of a coward to say and speak out for at least something. How naive of you. So now you follow in my footsteps, crying out my name, knowing that I won't bear to listen anymore. Now you have your turn to experience the same exact pain I've suffered when you ignored me. You can go and, and try in your futile attempts to appease me and to win back my trust. You can attempt to confess what you were behind this whole time. You can attempt everything you wish to attempt, but I'll tell you now, it won't work. I've already said multiple times that I won't bear to listen to your pathetic pleas of apology. It's far too late for that. I've already told you that I won't respond when you cry out my name, no matter how many times you do, to show you how painful it is to be, if, uh, to be ignored and to have others talk over you all the time to show you how painful it is to, un to be unable to express emotions and ideas. You can try to do anything, but f as far as I care, after the pain you've put me through, I'll never forgive, and I'll uh, never bear to listen to your lies again. Pretty cool, though. You did it. How'd it feel? Pretty nervous? You, I think you pulled it off. You got a great voice. Yeah, Ron. All right. So now we move on down the list here, and what can I say? I can say I've known Mavis longer than she remembers knowing me, <laughs> and that's probably all I need to say. Mavis Figgles. So, for the poetry time, I read these two, but, and I've probably also read these like three times, other times, so, but I just come over probably sick of it. I'm reading it anyway. I look out the window. We all look down at our shoes, at each other. How many people look up? Are our eyes stuck to the ground? Do I apply my concealer in a physical way, or is it all in my head? I don't wear any, and everyone knows that, but is it possible that I do? I conceal my eyes, I conceal my face, I conceal everything, my time, my space. I am a champion to and far. I run the land and am ruled by discipline. Or do I? Am I the concealed? Am I the valiant steed charging against the wind, against all odds? Am I? Am I the cowardice of a lion, of a man, of a woman? Maybe I am the earth, 70% water, which should explain all the tears. Maybe I am more. I'm just my concealer. Do I apply my concealer in a physical way? I don't wear any, and everyone knows that. But is it possible that I do? I can steal my eyes, I can steal my face, I can steal everything, my time, my space. But I wash it all away for you. That's the first poem. This poem is called Switzerland. Switzerland. <laughs> well, there was Germany, and there was Austria, and Italy, and France. Well, there was Hungary, and Poland, but no one danced. And then there was Switzerland, and then there was me. I bet if you put me on a lie detector, I would come out somewhere in the middle. My life is like a war, and I am in the middle, and I am in Switzerland. And if I try to pop out just a little bit more, then I'm surely pulled to one end. And which side thinks that they're good? Well, that's for them to decide. I'm snowy at times, and rainy, and cold, and other times it's just the same old, same old. People like me somewhere in the middle, but if I'm on your side, can they be on two? It's not what you think or what you do, it's not you. It's me, and I am in the middle, and I am in Switzerland. 
And it's the good fighting against the bad, and the bad things that are good, and the good things that are good. But who am I to decide? It's okay if I run or if I hide, people like me on their side. But if I'm with one and not like another, how can I be on everyone's good side? How can I keep myself together? I can't split apart. I am me. And I am in the middle, and I am Switzerland. Nice reading of a just a wonderful poem. Sounds a great piece. God, these kids, man. Say it again. It was, that was a nice piece, yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> next up, let me see. Hmm. That would be. I've known this poet <laughs> for quite a while. Um, next up is Maya A.B. Hi. Okay. Um, this first poem is called it "Is an I Am Poem." Um, my first poetry slam. I. This is my first poem in the poetry slam. I am the new kid in town strutting down your street. I am the person next door yelling, come on Dodgers, you bums. I'm the butterfly stretching out of the, out of the cocoon and stretching its wings. I want to be the loving magenta pumpkin of happiness. I am the crayon pack showing my true colors to the world. I am a yummy strudel glazed to perfection. I'm the person in your phone book next to Marcy and Miranda. I am the sharing silver gourd of hate making a centerpiece. I am me, myself, and I. I am the cheap stuff in the hair salon. I am the sombrero sympathy in the mariachi band. I am fresh and easy. I am food for less. Food for less. I am me. You are you. Yo soy el crayon que tira de Dios. I am the shooting black crayon of God. I am Maya Avi. <laughs> Um, and then I'll sing a poem, sing, and then I'll read a poem called, um, We. We jump to land back on the ground. We fall to get back up. We fail to rise again and win. We hate so we can love again. We fake so we can be real in the end. We do bad things to be caught. We are all together, united as one. Bound like a drunk man to a bar. Like donut to coffee, peanut butter to jelly, pencil to paper, door to hinge, me to you. We are all the passionate lovers of life, grasping on to tomorrow, breathing in today, dreaming of, dreaming of a better future. We drop the ball to pick it up. We all flee from the subject to come back and conquer. We all win. Can I read one more? Yeah. Because uh, I like this. Okay. Um, this one, I didn't read it in Poetry Slam. It's called The Train Doesn't Honk Anymore. I wake up, fog in the sky, my morning moves me. Boring. But I savor the one moment in the day where the train honks. The vibrations unfold my body and loosen my nerves. It eats my soul and wakes me up inside. On my drive to school, I fill up with power and push away the stress. I blow away the morning fog and inhale the love of the city of angels. But now, the train doesn't honk anymore. The concrete workers took it away, built a bridge that gives no purpose to a train horn. Another part of the concrete jungle eating up the world, taking away beautiful things like a horn. 
I wake up, fog in the sky. My morning moves me, boring. But the train doesn't honk anymore. Really cool. I should mention that um, Maya was um, the first sixth grader to win the Poetry Slam in the Poetry Slam's existence, so that was a good job. Um, we have four of them a year, which is crazy, but we do. Yeah. Yeah, yay poetry. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Dude, there's just like the Writers Club old school. Yeah, no, I mean, you know. You gotta come and represent and support. That's beautiful to you. Nice to see you, man. All right. I like the um, the echo reverb thing. It sounds kind of I don't know. Am I am I dying? Is this the end? I'm cursed. Um. All right. You know what? This is just, th I'll tell you what's great about this gig. I get to hang out with these kids all day long, all year long, and establish these kind of relationships where I get to hear their work daily. And um, it's just, as you can tell, it's a kind of a gift. It's a wonderful way to live. And um, I am eternally, you're always very grateful for it. And this next poet is just, you know, just fits right into that. Um, and she won the Poetry Slam last week. So let's hear what she's got to say. Beja Wolf. Oh, does anyone have a book? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, let me find <laughs> No, not today. Uh, so this first poem, um, I've read a poetry slam before, and it's dedicated to my mom. On her birthday, she gave me the inspiration, so. <laughs> bring us to the setting sun, the faded halves divide. And bring us to the sea that blends with one of its own kind. Bring us to our enemies, our friends and those unknown. For those can be the deadliest and cut what we have sown. Bring us to the false circle where all are shielded in turn. And let us die, for it's a game, and those newest kings must learn. Bring us to the card game, where all decks must be played. It's more danger to reveal yourself than let the lies be made. Bring us to the fallen leaves, the dancer lying there, thinking she won't dance again, to lie to her is not fair. Bring us to the honest ones, those of which there are so few. Is it better to be shut out, you ask, or know of others' views? Bring us to the promised land, our own we are assured of riches, gold, and oranges, to there we have been lured. Bring us to the trickster's den, make the choice to take his deal, and realizing that sometimes the easiest's not real. Bring us to the fence that splits us from our greatest friends, and let us cross to a new land, danger at all the bends. Bring us to the work we get where being grateful can be hard, to fulfill your dreams and luxuries are not one of the cards. Bring us to the foreign country where we fall to the bottom as they laugh, and as we rise, what's worse than falling is remembering those who have. Bring us to the final fight. Choose your options well. The winner, of course, always wins. The loser always fails. And uh, this one I read first for the last Poetry Slam that I won, so. 
Now you need me. Now you call after I've waited for you, after I've ridden on all the rides. I've thrown up in the sawdust of uncertainty. I've spilled popcorn over the shirt of hopes. Now you need me? Well, now it's too late. I called you. I waited for your reply. You said I'm busy. I had other plans. Sorry. Well, sorry just isn't good enough. The bus stop where I waited changed. Old ladies waited, babies born, young mothers cradled. Grime and dirt and fog and dust and me. You didn't need me then, did you? I waited for you for hours. I rode the Ferris wheel of standby a million times. I watched for you from the sky, from the top of the world. And at dusk they said, ma'am, the park is closing. They said, we're half price tomorrow. I didn't want tomorrow. I was here today. I was waiting for you. And now you spin my carefully settled life into a cloud of dust by calling me up saying you need my help. Well, don't waste your life. Don't throw it away. Now you need me? Well, now I'm not coming. One more? Okay. Um, uh, so this one I read second for this last poetry slam. It's called Running. Running. Every bone in my body quickened. Every muscle tensed. I am now in full gear and full red light mode. Pain sweeping through every crevice. Anxious is pouring over me like a cold, dangerous sweat. Feet slapping, heart pounding. Someone's behind you. Your past is behind you, past you can never come back to. Sharp sparks fly as the tips of your stiff toes barely touch the ground, and you can barely begin to think. For the fear is consuming you, overwhelming you. A million, no, a billion thoughts are running through your head, and all you can think of is what you shouldn't be doing. My body is on red alert, my captor on the road to death behind me. The grit and grime of his hands wanting to ensnare me, to toy with me, make me a pet. Cut out my life and leave it there. And to feel that pain of selfish happiness, to know that they have torn from my soul. My ever-reaching soul of all the hopes and dreams and bounds of unforgettable love that will never be gained. But I am running and they will never catch me. Until I run out of bed. My failure and realization that it's just too late hitting me with a fresh wave of agony. My life billowing out behind me, like a parachute lifting me safely to the ground, or rather to my death, until I stop, knowing this is the end. I look behind, I see light flash, I realize I have become the predator. There was no capture, no killing, my fear has consumed me. It has swallowed me whole. I can never be coughed up, never let go, until I stop running away. And when I do, the beast may catch me, and I may discover that there is no fear at all. Um. Well, you're using it right now. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, you, she's got back up. All right. Well, I was going to say something, and now I'm not going to say something. I'm just going to say there is really nothing that I can say about the next poet, who is just Sage McBride Scanlan Perez. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this poem I read 
for the first poetry slam of this year. I have never. Thank you for the dispatch. I've never walked the beach of love. I've never swam in its tumbling seas. I've never seen the eyes of hatred, but those eyes have watched me. I've never felt the rain of sorrow, though it's rained a many night. I've never felt the wind of confusion, though it's threatened to break in. I've never felt the chains of slavery, but I've seen so many with them. I've never heard the song of lies, though many know its tune. I've never looked in the mirror of vanity, though I've seen those locked in its vision. I've never rode the train of despair. I lost the ticket somewhere. I've never seen the shadow of evil, though it covers most of the world. I've never eaten the pie of passion. It's always a bit out of reach. I've never walked with pride, but I feel the need to have its presence at my side. I've never swam in the sea of tranquility. I'm too anxious to get in. I've never read the book of jealousy, though I know many who own it. I've never sat on the cloud of dreams. I still don't know mine yet. I've never seen the truth. My eyes are too weak to find it. Okay, this one's called Abandoned Love. Empty, dusty, abandoned. In the past, your bubbling energy soared through the rooms. The stories you used to tell are intact in my brain. They were your life. The knickknacks you have collected on your travels are lined on shelves, packed with dust, abandoned memories. By the fire is your chair, a comfortable, worn-down chair that was you. The plants have wilted, as have you. The kitchen is empty, unused. It was once spoiled with your presence. Now the only thing spoiled is the food. I too was spoiled with your presence. As we walked together, as you boasted me to your friends, as you told me a story I had heard a thousand times. The fire that used to burn hot is now used up coals. Everything about it used up. You are no longer here. The presence that used to fill this house is gone, as are you. Your chair sits in its usual place by the fire. Your perfume is still intact on its soft seat. It sits there and wait for you to return. But where you have gone, there's no coming back. Okay, this is called The Ballerina and the Pencil. And my cousin inspired me because he was writing and his pencil was making a lot of noise. So. Um, a pencil being sharpened, poised and ready for its oncoming job. A ballerina entering the stage and waiting for the opening notes. A pencil making contact with the paper, being moved by a steady hand. A ballerina taking a deep breath and standing tall. A pencil writing the first letter, moving on to the first word. A ballerina moving to the music. A pencil writing the next word. A ballerina spinning. A pencil ending the sentence and moving forward. A ballerina landing the spin and moving on. A pencil almost at the end. A ballerina leaping into the air. A pencil's point breaking. A ballerina landing with a crash. A pencil being held in confusion. A dancer lying in a heap. A pencil slowly being sharpened. A ballerina staring out at the crowd. Quiet. A pencil writing again, quiet, a ballerina getting up to end the dance.
All right. Let's give it up for the poets. You guys, all come up here. Come on. Let's take a group bow, a group thing. All right. All right. Wonderful group. And let's give it up for the audience. I just want to point something out that what we do here, what you guys do here by coming to this, by supporting this, by Skylight Books being here, being the bookstore that it is, is we create the circuit of art that is, you know, makes life, um, I think, worth living. And um, you guys do that by being the audience, giving these kids a place to show their work and make feel the words alive. You know, it's not just something the teacher says, hey, why don't we try this? It's actually, it, it exists, it, it has worth out in the world, and that's what you guys are showing. So it's very appreciated, very appreciated all the way around. Awesome. All right. So that is our, that is our event, and we will hang out now, and you can talk to the authors and get your book signed. You can say you were there, you, you were there when. All right. been listening to the Skylight Books author reading series. Don't forget that you can check out this and all of our great podcasts at skylightbooks.com. Today's music was provided by Ashling and Arlo. You can check them out at MySpace or Facebook or at the iTunes Music Store. Thank you for stopping by and we hope to see you soon.